So when I think of kidney tonics, an extract that builds kidney energy and optimizes the function of the kidneys, juniper extract is the top of my list. However, there are a few steps that must occur in the body before we can begin using juniper because of its strong power. I'm gonna be talking about that and a few other things with my co-host today, herbalist Terry Brooks and acupuncturist Megan Lip. Terry, welcome. Why don't you share a bit about yourself here? Well, I was just, I've been thinking a lot lately and I want to say that I am so grateful that I was fortunate enough to be brought up by parents and grandparents who made certain that I was out in nature, part of nature, being nature. I'm so grateful for that because I think today as a society, we've lost that. And um, as, as a whole, we are experiencing a lack of connection, not just with each other, but with our natural world. It's us. We are all of that. And I'm, I, I just believe it's imperative for people to learn about that, return to that, and consider that the flying beasts, the uh, swimming beasts, the stationary beasts, <laughs> our standing relatives are so important to our health. And um, so that's what I like to do is to teach people how to get back to that. Oh, Terry, <laughs> that's pretty powerful. I'm glad you're doing that work. It's important. Thanks for being here with us today. Lauren. And Megan, what perspective will you be bringing to our conversation? <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Megan Lemp, and I practice Japanese acupuncture and bodywork and gemotherapy here in the Midwest of the United States. And Terry, that was beautiful and inspiring. And I think it leads us right into a conversation about gemotherapy, because in my experience, of using gemotherapy personally and with my family and with my clients, it is it really does open communication, uh, both with the body and the mind, with the body in and of itself, uh, between people and I think between uh, us and our environment. Uh, and I think that the language of the trees and supporting ourselves with these tree and shrub extracts, I can tell that the extracts in the body speak just the same language and they support us so beautifully. Wow, wow, beautiful, Megan. <clears throat> well, I'm Lauren Hubelay and I am a health coach and I'm a gemotherapy expert. And I'm on a mission to reclaim the term health. What we're talking about here is not alternative health, it is health. The alternatives are the prescriptions you end up taking and the interventions that follow. So I invite each one of you to come on a journey with us today as we explore what Juniper might be able to offer your body. So Terry, tell me a little bit about Juniper as a shrub. Juniper, the Latin name is Juniperus communis, which just means common Juniper. But this genus as a whole is the most widespread genus of the Cypress family. So, and it takes many forms. Even this tree, shrub, if you will, um, can come in a low growing form, in a bush, a shrub, and even a tree up to 30 feet tall, even though it's all called, named the same um, with a Latin name. So it is found usually in the cooler parts of Europe. 
and it has sharp needles. The needles are interesting because there's a little light white band on each needle right down the center of it. And um, it has berries they call glaucus, which just simply means that the berry has that bluish white bloom on it, similar to what a blueberry does. You can wipe that little filmy business off. The berries are quite small, a quarter to a half an inch in diameter. They do look like berries. If you eat them, they're kind of um, mealy in your mouth. And they usually mature in the third year. And there are three small seeds inside of each berry. This plant is capable of extremely slow growth if, the, if its survival requires it. So if it's in drought conditions or the opposite, it can just slow its growth down to suit its needs. It's one of the slowest growing plants on the earth in some regions. Even after 600 years, you can find juniper that still has magnificent timber. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Terry, I can attest to those sharp needles. I just spent some time with this juniper up hiking in the Pyrenees, and those needles are sharp. They are. <laughs> yeah. They hurt. <laughs> so can you tell me any historical uses or interesting folklore you've discovered? Well, because this plant has an aromatic scent, and it's very very resistant to insects and rot. It has been used as one of the most expensive wood sources for elaborate um, wood products, such as temples, palace roofs, um, chests for clothes to be put in, coffins. There's even a little bit of a protection kind of feel in, in many cultures that putting a body in a coffin will offer protection to the next world. Um, many legends and folk tales across Europe portray the juniper as the gate to other dimensions. So the place where you might find fairies and dwarves and giants, they love those plants. Um, the Brothers Grimm have actually written a story called the Juniper Tree. And um, their name, the, the Grimm Brothers, usually is a good indicator of what their stories are like. Most of them are pretty grim, but you can find that. Uh, a German name for the tree was Wachholder, meaning the awake tree, because it was perceived as a guardian, a watch, an intermediary between humankind and the invisible spirit world. As we think about that, we see that another way of communicating with the spirit world is through smoke. And so many, many cultures, we could say Celtic, Germanic, Slavic, Baltic, Finnish, um, Tibetan, even onto Asian cultures, use smoke in ritual practice. I thought it was quite interesting to note that during the Middle Ages, it was known that there was a lot of deforestation going on throughout Europe. And one reason juniper is rare in Europe today is that at the time, it was learned that the acidic juice from this plant was an effective contraceptive. And so the church encouraged the trees to be cut in order to protect, protect the birth rate. It was also very customary to burn this plant in hospitals throughout Europe, especially in France, to purify the air and prevent infections. We might think about that again now. Um, it was often used to fumigate houses around certain holidays in order to drive out demons and disease. When we take a look at this plant, what um, might we consider to be the potential of this extract medicinally? Well, I think this is a really powerful plant. And as herbally, we think of this as a very low dose botanical. 
and not only low in the amount of the dosage, but in the length of time that you might use it herbally. Um, the foliage and berries have been used medicinally. The berries are also that significant uh, flavor in gin, and they have been used to strengthen the nervous system and stimulate the appetite, digestion. Uh, you can make juniper berry tea, and that is said to cleanse and tone the urinary tract. So we might think about any kind of problems like cystitis, kidney stones, maybe UTIs. It also has been used to warm and settle the stomach, but again, in very small doses and infrequent. Topically, we can get the essential oil of juniper, and that's often used to warm joints from arthritis and gout types of conditions. Uh, and also, you know, the smell of it is very um, pervasive. I would think that it has a lot of effect on a respiratory congestive state. Hmm. Interesting. Terry, thank you for mentioning the short-term use because that's really important here when we're talking about using it as a gemotherapy extract. Right. Although it offers a, a great deal of benefit, I recommend never more than three months at a time. And then you would take a break and then you could return to it. So thank you for all you shared. Um, as I mentioned before, those young shoots of juniper are a powerful kidney tonic. And that primary action on the kidney is that of a diuretic, eliminating uric acid and minerals. There's an additional primary action of juniper though, and that's on the liver as a tonic and encouraging further detoxification. Both of these have indirect effects and those indirect effects actually influence all functions of the liver. So you have an organ that's been clean encouraged to clean, it's going to function better. So all the things, including metabolism of lipids, proteins, and carbohydrates will all occur at a higher rate, as well as encouraging the regeneration of tissue just at a cellular level of the liver. Now that diuretic action, Terry, you mentioned kidney stones, it absolutely does resolve states of demineralization and calcifications that occur in, in such as kidney stones, but also in joints. It is a strong um, extract to use for that. So in just a minute, I'll tell you some others I might recommend to use first though. So if I, I think about who might use Juniper, I think all men and women over the age of six at one point in their treatment can benefit from Juniper. And often I'll come back to it for short periods each year. Um, adults with any um, degrading of the liver due to overconsumption of alcohol are right at the top of the list, or an overconsumption uh, or con uh, uh, long-term use of any medications that could congest the liver. Anyone that produces calcium or oxalate kidney stones, but this would not be the first extracts I would use. I actually choose to use Heather first and see if that is beneficial. Those who need optimization in urinary functions can benefit from Juniper, those with a history of urinary infections. Both men and women who could benefit from an increase in metabolism rates. I, I use Juniper often for women in preparation for pregnancy because it optimizes kidney and liver function, which leads to increased fertilization. 
Um, during cancer treatments, we have used juniper often um, to protect the kidneys. And again, there are other extracts that are beneficial for that, such as blackthorn and um, heather would be another that would come to mind. We would never use juniper in the case of kidney cancer, however. So the, the use for juniper comes into play when we're trying to optimize um, elimination first. And we would do that after someone has already had one or two other extracts to, uh, with lack of a better word, prime the body and increase that vitality. Because this is a strong extract and if it's going to start pushing toxins, we need a place for them to go. So it's best suited for those with medium to high vitality, but can be helpful for all stool types on the Bristol scale. I see it particularly for those that, um, that when their stool tends to get sticky. Juniper, it, that's a, a clear indication of, to me that it's time to use juniper. So that's what I have for you on juniper. Um, Megan, I'm really interested to hear your perspective from the Asian medicine lens. Yeah, thank you, Lauren and Terry. Uh, Lauren, several things that both of you said, but when you talk about the sticky stool, it's such a perfect example of how there are many paths to the same place and many ways to think about something. Because I was thinking about a sticky stool being an indication for juniper, but for a different reason that we'll, we'll visit in just a few minutes. Um, juniper, when I look at it historically through the Asian lens, it's quite interesting because in traditional Chinese medicine, Juniper is known for its uh, ability to do multiple things. It promotes qi circulation, and we know qi is the way that life manifests in form. It disperses cold, it clears heat, it resolves damp, it expels wind, and it resolves phlegm. Now, through the lens of the five elements in the medicine, in the, in the context of medicine, the primary disharmonies are just that, cold, heat, wind, damp, phlegm. So we can see that because it resolves or has the potential to resolve each type of disharmony, its umbrella in terms of who it can help in terms of cleaning, it's pretty broad. And in the cases where liver and kidney need a bit of stimulation and vitality is high enough to support a bit of stimulation, Juniper can be a wonderful addition to a cleaning and supporting protocol. Uh, but it's important to note, just like Lauren said, that it is a tonic. And so we just need to be careful that we're choosing it appropriately. I think it's important at this point, though, to look at what healthy cleansing and detoxification look like from an Asian medical perspective. We know that life is a manifestation of qi, and we know that dis-ease is a disturbance in the abundance and smooth movement of our qi. And we know that qi is produced from two sources, our digestive energy, our food, fluid, and breath, and then the qi that we're born with, which acts as a reserve or a savings account that's stored in the kidneys. And then these two sources go on to produce our blood, which is considered a denser form of qi. Our blood provides the nourishment for our whole body. So when we're refining our health and we're encouraging cleaning, we need to look at each of these pieces being in place. Our chi needs to be abundant and moving, which will lead to healthy blood. And it's not just the quantity of the blood that we're talking about, but the quality of the blood. 
the blood and the body's ability to move the blood. That's really important. Blood's job is to moisten and to provide nourishment to our whole body. So when we look closely at the process of effectively cleaning and moving blood and nourishing the body, we focus on the liver and kidneys. And that's just what Juniper does. Both of these play a significant role in cleaning and filtering and moving the fluids in the body. Cleaning is what the body is designed to do. And sometimes it is tempting to think that more is better in this area. I think we've all done that. And sometimes we'll clean a little bit too aggressively or too fast, and that happens. And in this situation, we can remember that the body is a communication device. And the body will tell us right away when we're pushing just a little bit too hard. And sometimes that will look like an aggravation of symptoms if we're not quite ready to push that hard. Um, and this, is, this can look like multiple things. It can look like lung issues, skin issues, maybe a change in uh, menstrual bleeding or irritability even. Um, and this is why typically, as Lauren said, we use Juniper in cases of higher vitality where a bit of pushing not only can be tolerated, but maybe even effective in encouraging just the movement that we need. And when we look at um, kidney through the lens of Asian medicine, there is some overlap when we use the word kidney, but really what we're talking about is a set of functions in the body that in this case we call kidney. And if we look at how Juniper supports kidney, we can see that it functions as a diuretic and that it helps to carry out the function of fluid metabolism and filtering waste from the body uh, via the bladder. And when that's not happening so great, in Asian medicine, we'll see an excess of moisture and dampness in the body. We call that damp disharmony in Asian medicine. And when the bladder has damp, we'll begin to see maybe frequent, painful, or urgent urination, which we know is something that Juniper helps us with. And if there's excessive dampness for a prolonged period of time, we talk about that starting to congeal and become phlegm. And when phlegm hangs out for a long time, in Asian medicine, that's what we believe leads to the formation of masses. And in this case, maybe we're talking about kidney stones. The other area that uh, Juniper is quite supportive of is the liver. And the liver's primary function we know is to store the blood and to regulate the volume of blood in the body at all times. So it controls the smooth movement of the chi and then therefore the blood. And when this is a little bit compromised, it can be because of stress, lifestyle, digestion, disease, for whatever reason, and the chi is not moving as smoothly, we'll also see our circulation just not be quite as good as normally. And we know that that is also something that Juniper helps us with. If our ability to move chi is compromised, uh, we need to be careful in that situation about using an extract that's gonna push us even harder. So now that we know that Juniper is a tonifier and we can choose it in the correct situation, um, we can see that combining kidney support of filtering the fluids and fluid metabolism and liver's ability to move chi and regulate the volume, Juniper can just be a beautiful addition in many situations. Beautiful, Megan. Wow. Well put. Thank you for all that rich information. Yes. So, Megan, let's start with you. 
Um, where might someone find some further information on all those wonderful theories you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested in reading a book, the web that has no weaver is a great place to start to read a little bit about the philosophy of uh, Asian medicine. And if you're interested in finding more about me or my practice or gemotherapy through an Asian lens, you can visit my website, which is acculemp.com. Beautiful. Thanks. Terry, what about trees? Where can people learn more about trees or being in nature? Go outside, number one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love this book, and this is a fairly recent publication, To Speak for the Trees by Diana Beresford Kroger. She's on a mission. She's on a mission to make this a better world. So that's a great book to start with. Yeah, beautiful, Terry. Thank you. And if you're interested in gemotherapy, we have a lot of information hanging out on my website at laurenhubelay.com. There are our blog posts. We have a, a host of um, classes for you, as well as all these wonderful podcasts to refer back to. So um, ladies, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to discuss Juniper with you today. Thanks. Thank you.